Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. God bless you. Good morning. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, MIP is COVID free. Free meaning you don't need a subscription to MIP every day now for a limited time. While we endure this pandemic, we want to make it available to everyone. So wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, MIP is COVID free and available to you and everyone without a subscription. My guest today was attacked last Wednesday by some anti-mask protesters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Here's what it sounded like. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. I am the grateful pastor of a third Verde Emmy Church. And we are here as we Ladies and gentlemen, we'll look back on 2020 and Tulsa as a turning point, not only for Trump's campaign, but for the pandemic. But Tulsa's always been a turning point. And 100 years ago, a bomb was dropped on the site 
of former Black Wall Street in the Greenwood District of Tulsa. My guest today is the pastor of the historic Vernon Chapel in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's been pastor there since 2017, and since that time, he's been a tireless advocate for the historic Greenwood District, the site of former Black Wall Street. We want to talk today and happy to have him here with us, the Reverend Dr. Robert Turner. Dr. Turner, welcome to Make It Plain, brother. How are you? I'm very well and so honored to be on your show. Well, it's, it's an honor to have you, brother. And let me first of all commend you for the incredible presence you had on the uh, Juneteenth uh, forum and webinar that was aired. This is, this is the era of webinars and whatnot, so that was a major thing. Um, and you have been uh, defending that community, fighting for that community, and arguing for reparations for some time. Um, I want to talk specifically today, just the other day, you were attacked by some anti-mask Trumpers, weren't you? Yes, yes. Um, yesterday, Wednesday, actually, um, as I do my regular city hall protests for repentance uh, and reparations, I was uh, viciously attacked by some anti-mask uh, Trump Trumpers uh, who were fighting the city that was plant the city that I live in, city of Tulsa, um, who wanted to pass an ordinance to make sure everyone wore a, a mask out in public. So you, this is a regular thing you do. You do this every week at City Hall. Every every week, yes, sir. Every at Wednesday, City Hall. Every and Wednesday at four thirty. So this is for repentance and reparation. I assume the repentance is for those on the inside. Of City Hall, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Repentance. Um, because what happened here in 1921 was not just some, you know, drunken vigilante mob. It was state-sponsored terrorism. I mean, that that angry racist white mob, uh, I call them racist thugs, uh, were deputized by the sheriff department. You know, the fire de the city's fire department watched Greenwood burn to the ground. You know, the, the State National Guard watched people uh, dump bodies in mass graves. So this was not just something done in the heat of the night. This was done broad daylight and open, uh, and the city uh, needs, to, needs to repent from it. The state of Oklahoma needs to repent from it, and it needs to repay. I want to come back to that in a moment, but, but first, let's talk about what happened on Wednesday. You were yeah. doing your, your regular service mm -hmm. of repentance for repentance and reparations. And there was some anti-mask protesters who showed up. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I, I've been going out there since September the 12th of 2018. And it was all inspired by God to go out and call the city to repentance, to be on the wall, so to speak, to use a biblical term. Right. Um, and in the tradition of the Old Testament prophets, even the New Testament prophets, such as John the Baptist and Jesus, you know, saying repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And so I've been doing this. I may stay 15, 20 minutes. Um, I don't even really, you know, it's not like a big PR thing for me. I don't let the press know. Some They've come since I've started. 
Um, I don't even try to have a huge crowd because it's not about any of that. It's really about a spiritual reckoning. Um, and so people who, who go to City Hall, who work there, they knew what I was there to do. I do it every week. Um, but these other folks, they didn't like it. And I've come there before and, and there were other groups outside and I would go to where I normally go and they go to where they are. It's kind of like when you go to a public park and one family has a gazebo and you have another gazebo and that you're going to. And so I was on public property of uh, the sidewalk in front of City Hall, but they didn't want me there at all. So it's kind of like you go into a park um, and somebody has one tent and you have another tent. They tell you, you can't have your tent out here because we're here. But it is, this is a public park. And so they came and they got, they got heated with me very quickly. Like my very presence there uh, was insulting to them. Mm. What were some of the things they said? Oh, brother, it was uh, the worst you can imagine. Um, they, they, they told me, because uh, they saw me holding my reparations now sign that you see behind me. They were telling me things like, you know, well, my, my ancestors fought to free your ancestors, so you owe me. You know, and they were saying like, uh, and, and of course that is so ignorant of history because black folk fought for their own freedom. And they said, well, my great, great grandfather, Alan Birdsong was a private in the Union Army fighting on the side of the Union in the Civil War. So I, my ancestors fought for my freedom. I don't know about theirs. And I mean, saying insulting things like trying to throw money in my face and how much money do you want? Um, throwing credit cards in my face. Then these two women um, come grab my arm uh, pulled my bullhorn, uh, and, and this guy threw water on me. Um, this guy who was openly carrying a gun threw water on me. Then he comes around and shouts in my ear, um, and and just the it, it was the most disgusting, avowed moment I've ever experienced in my life. Mm. Now you said you've been doing this, and in the past there have been other demonstrations, maybe across the street and nearby, right? Yes. Let me ask you something, Reverend Turner. Did any of the people last Wednesday look familiar? In other words, had you seen them out there in the past ever demonstrating before? Never. So you didn't see this? Never. Before? No. You, I mean, you live in Tulsa. Sometimes folk, in our hometown, we can tell yeah. folk who from out of town and who from Tulsa. Did these seem, were these, did these seem like people from Tulsa or from outside? Or did, could you tell? These seem like folk from Tulsa. In fact, one of the okay. people I saw, I remember seeing at a gym that I usually go to. Okay. Um, so yeah, these are people who are from Tulsa. So what exactly were they protesting? Does Tulsa have a, a mask ordinance or something? The city council that Wednesday was voting on whether or not everyone in Tulsa, when you go to a public place or go to whatever, uh, should you wear a mask? And the, those folk did not want that ordinance to pass. They are the anti-maskers. And they they were out there. They came, I found out later, they were there at 3.30. Um, and I got there at 4.30. They had a, they had a, a, they had a Facebook group. And um, since this incident has occurred, I've been blasted all over their Facebook group. You know, they've been saying some crazy stuff about me. Um, and even, you know, some folks who were live streaming it from that group uh, said some very insensitive things about me, which is sickening. Um, and I just, I, I'm thankful to be alive, honest, honest to God. Well, no, you, you are. And folks uh, calling me boy. And, 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 and I mean, it was, it was, and as I think more about it, the memories come back uh, because I, I tried, and you know how when you're, when you're kind of preaching, when you're in the zone, you don't really pay much attention to what's 
was said around you. And God kind of put me in that realm and he literally covered me throughout that whole process. But as I reflect back on it now, the weight continues to be poured down. And I, re I just remember things that, that, that were very troubling, that are troubling. What do you remember most that's most troubling to you? The vitriol, the hatred in their eyes, um, that how they looked at me, um, um, as if I was, if I was the epitome of everything they hated as a black man, um, and and the women who grabbed my arm, um, brother, that was and and as they grabbed my arm, um, I and I'm not putting myself on the level at all of of our ancestors, uh, but as they grabbed my arm, I felt a glimpse of of what it must have felt like for our black men as they were put on auction blocks, mm. poked and prodded and not being able to move because I'm six foot five, right? Six foot six with shoes on and they grabbed my arm. If I had moved my arm out of the way, I could have easily been seen as trying to elbow them. Or if I had jerked back, the full force of that velocity would have caused them to probably fall down. So I, I'm, I'm processing all this in my mind like I can't move because if I move, I'm gonna be seen as a threat to them. And these folks are openly caring in Tulsa. They could blow my brains out and have it have the narrative be that I was the aggressor, right? And so I'm just standing there paralyzed because the least little movement I make, I'm gonna be seen as this angry black man that's assaulting these white women. Never mind the fact they came to me, right. grabbing my arm. And then after the guy threw some water on me, brother, to hear people's laugh laughing at me like you know and it kind of takes you back to grade school when you may trip up in the middle of the auditorium and everybody in the whole auditorium laughs at you yeah. uh that's traumatic man that's that's traumatic and you and this is not grace these are grown people right. laughing at a grown man who had just been assaulted by somebody pouring water on me you know all of them are white by the way and, and you know to hear you say that there's always it's interesting about white folks they fear us at the same time they want to put their hands on us. Now, if not for that demonstration, let's be real. If that white woman was sitting in her car and you crossed the street toward the car, she would have done what? Locked the car doors, right? That's right. Grabbed the purse. And I'm saying, what is the psychology behind that? You see a big 6'6 six, six black man, oh, he gonna come try to get something or steal something. But yet at a demonstration, I'm gonna put my hands on the 6'6 six, six brother that I normally would be locking my car door for. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's, that's I mean, I call that the, the, the King Kong thing. <laughs> you know King Kong will kill you and eat you up, but you keep messing with him. You're gonna go put your hands on him and capture him. You know, that's what it is. And and King Kong obviously was a metaphor for black men. You know, you look that's what it was. So <laughs> literally uh, and literally specifically a metaphor for Jack Johnson uh yes. at the time. But it's like Oh, I'm scared of this big, this big uh, black thing, but I'm on, mm -hmm. I'm on capture though. I, I'm fascinated by it. I got to put my hands on it. Uh, uh, I won't, I won't. Uh, you, you, you may not know. Uh, we probably shouldn't be talking about this as preachers, but Reverend Wright will forgive us. I don't know if you know <laughs> about uh, Richard Pryor when he was, uh, he went to a penitentiary to put on a prison play. Uh -huh. Being the blacksmith, y'all listen to this at home sometimes. And uh, <laughs> the master's—he's a slave. Ben, the uh -huh. master's daughter, 
touches me and puts grabs him by the arm and I'll leave it there. Y'all go listen to Richard Pryor to get the punchline. <laughs> I'm gonna check that out tonight. Now, if you had said, if you were responding to her the way Richard Pryor did, it'd be a whole nother thing. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, you're right, man. I mean, just to, to put their hands on you in in that way. L- let me do this though. You said they have a face. What's the you know the name? What's the name of the Facebook group? I'm gonna look. Facebook. It's Tulsans Against the Mask or something like that. That's so ignorant. Against uh, mass mandates. Yeah. So this so they help me understand, they help me reconcile this. The city and the state don't want to do anything about Black Wall Street. Mm-mm. But they get it that people should wear masks. First of all, did the ordinance pass that day? Yeah, it did. It passed seven to two. Okay. So they some they get um things that are wrong and dangerous somehow. Somewhere in there they get that. So mm-hmm. why is this such a leap to reconcile and repair what happened in the Greenwood district? Exactly. I say the same thing, Reverend. Um, and on top of that, uh, you had a Republican president and a Republican Congress that voted to pass COVID-19 stimulus relief, right? Mm-hmm. Which, is, which, which was to repair the economy from the damage of what happened in COVID-19. Right. So you're willing to pass like trillions of dollars to provide COVID relief for a disease called COVID-19, but you're not willing to pass any legislation to provide relief from the 400 years of bondage the African-Americans have endured in this country. And let's, I, I, I shouldn't, I have a habit of doing this and I shouldn't. Let's not take for granted that everyone listening to us today, someone may be listening to us today who is listening for the first time. Yeah. Um, in your own, word, own words, describe what happened in Greenwood in 1921. In 1921, um, May 31st, in response to a black man being accused of assaulting a white woman, right? So that even makes it much more um, apropos to what happened to me this past Wednesday. You know, in 1921, a black man, because he was on the same elevator with a white woman, um, and people heard her scream, um, and they saw him run off the elevator. They wanted to, they, the newspaper the next day ran an ad saying, nab Negro for assault and white girl, right? Uh, never mind the fact that the sentence of Dick Rowland said that he and the girl were in a relationship. And after the massacre, they left town and got married. Never mind that fact, right? Um, and so anyway, the, the, the African-American males in the community at the time walked down to the courthouse to the, well, the county jail to get Dick Rowland, to make sure Dick Rowland was not home because there had been a white mob that assembled outside jail to try to take him out of the jail to hang him. And they'd done that previously a year before to even a white boy. And so the black men were like, look, we're gonna make sure that they don't hang him, let him see his day in court. So the black men go down to actually protect and help law enforcement. They came down there to help Sheriff McCullough to enforce the law, to keep the peace. The, 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 the white sheriff, of course, says, we don't need your help, go back home. And on the way back home, one of the white people came up to one of the, my former church members, OB Mann, who was a part of the, the, the African-American cadre who went down to protect Dick Rowland. Um, and they walk up to OB Mann and say, what you doing with that gun? And I G G E R. And OB Mann, former World War vet, said, it's my gun, and I use it if I have to. Oh no. 
how dare this black man send it to a white man? So this white guy proceeds to take the gun from OB man, a fight ensues, the gun goes off, the white guy gets hit, and now literally all hell breaks loose. Now these black folks coming down here trying to kill us. And that was not the case, right? And so gun fighting starts, um, and it was a pretty fair fight for a minute. The black men were trying to retreat to go back to Greenwood, but then the white guys, and I'm talking about not just a 12 or 13 white guys, it was about 36 black men and thousands of white militia who were deputies. So the same sheriff that told the black men to go back home because they and they came to protect him, deputized members of that white mob. So he, he deputized folks that a few hours earlier were about to bomb rush his office and take Dick Road. He, but these are the same folks he deputized. And they came to Greenwood, brother, and they 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 shot in the folks' houses. They they demanded that they leave their houses, black people. And at that time, Greenwood was like the Rodeo Drive, right? It was the Bill Street, it was the Wall Street, it was, it was, it was, it was Auburn Avenue in Atlanta. It was the spot where black excellence was, where you had the highest per capita home ownership than any place in the country, right? You had in a community of just 10,000 black people, you had six families who owned their own airplanes. Reverend, I can't tell you a community today with 10,000 plus black people where six families own their own airplanes. Mm. Like that's an incredible feat today. And so you had 300 black owned business. You had, I don't know how many uh, churches and school. I mean, it was the place, right? And the white folks were always jealous, you know, and pe people always say Greenwood was, Greenwood was the most prosperous place for black folks. Greenwood was one of the most prosperous places, period, in America. And in 18 hours, uh, they they looted, they they killed, they burned, and they dropped bombs. They got airplanes owned by one company that still exists today, uh, Sinclair Oil, um, who has the green dinosaur. They dropped bombs on Greenwood. And mm. it was the first time in American history that bombs were dropped on American soil. And these and the first so the first aerial terrorists in this country's history were white men. And the first people who were victims of that terrorism were black folk. And in 18 hours, in 18 hours, 36 square blocks were burned to the ground. And not a dime, not an insurance claim was paid. So the next day, of course, the black homeowners called their insurance, say, hey, these folk came and bombed, bombed my house. They killed, they killed my family members, they did all this stuff. The insurance claims did not pay anybody. Um, but they did pay a white person. But they didn't pay the black folks because they called it a riot and said they had a riot clause. But this one white man who owned a pawn shop and said his guns were stolen, they paid his claim, but they have not to this day paid any of the black claims. And we went to the city because the city fire department watched it burn and the county sheriff department deputized the, the white mob. They didn't pay a dime. Um, and we've been fighting for reparations ever since. Every generation has been someone, even immediately afterwards, there were black folks who demanded it. But they end up either being run out of town, some of them were even killed. And so it's just been a terrible, a terrible stain on this city, this country's history. And I forgot to mention, and they took the bodies, Reverend, and put them on the bed of pickup trucks and dumped their bodies in mass graves. They dumped human beings, where well, they still sit to this day, right? And they put the black men who were not killed in concentration camps and the black women in concentration camps. And some of those concentration camps still exist today, uh, like Brady Theater, that's now named Tulsa Theater, who was, it was just changed a few months ago because folks kept, you know, causing concern about why are you still naming this theater after this Klansman who was the main instigator of the race massacre. So they just now changed the name from Brady Theater 
to Tulsa Theater. And this same Brady, Tate Brady, had a street name for him. And folks protested that street name. And so instead of changing the street name, Reverend, let me tell you how clever these white folks are. They changed the name of the street from Tate Brady to another Brady, some conspicuous person in history from Tulsa. So the street is still called Brady, but they say it's not an honor Tate Brady, but you still kept the same last name. They, 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 they're, they're being trying to be slick. And so we have a mayor that's been open about not wanting reparations, calling it divisive. And this is the same mayor who welcomed Donald Trump to come into the city which was one of the most divisive things I've ever seen before in my life and, 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 and had a super spreader event in our BOK Center where Herman Cain even got COVID, you know, and this, this mayor is saying what I'm doing is causing division, call, trying to do reparations. Um, and, 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 and how that he's now recently said there was no such things as, as internment or concentration camps that the whites just came to the black folk houses saying, you know, we want to help, keep you safe, so come to this location with us and we'll keep you safe. Never mind the fact that that's against what historical documents have said. We have pictures of black men and women walking in the streets with their hands up with guns pointing out and people mocking them. Wow. Um, how many residents do we know, black residents, were there in the Greenwood District in 1921? Around approximately 10,000 residents. And at, at your church in Vernon Chapel, Again, there were those from Vernon Chapel, as you said, who went downtown and yes. Vernon Chapel was impacted by it. it. And what I've heard is Vernon Chapel really has remained yes. headquarters, kind of the, mm -hmm. the, the center point of the ground zero for this yes. movement for the past 99 years. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, after during the massacre, uh, people hid in our basement and it was it's a remarkable feat when you see what our basement looked like after the massacre. And it's the only thing on Black Wall Street on Greenwood Avenue that survived the race massacre. Wow. wow. That we still have here. Now, I heard this. I don't know whether it's an urban myth or not. But I know the Gap Band, those brothers are supposedly from... Is the song, They Dropped the Bomb on Me, is that kind of a, 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 a mention of Tulsa? Is that what they meant? Have you ever... Heard that. I've heard that too. I, I don't know the Gap Band, so I don't want to speak for them. Uh, one of my members is actually married to one of the, the singers, uh, okay. but I, I I don't know. I don't know that for a fact, but I have heard that. But I do know the Gap Band, and I'm sure you do too, stands for Greenwood, Archer, and Pine, which were the parameters of Greenwood District. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Will you continue, Reverend Turner, to go down to City Hall every Wednesday? God being my helper, Reverend, I got to. He's put this conviction on me to do it, and I must, I must. Will you take any safety precautions for yourself? I mean, do you have security or, and, and so is Tulsa and Oklahoma, is open carry, open carry state? Yeah, 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 it's an old frontier well, city. You could carry. Yeah, I could, I could, I could. As a preacher, how do you feel about that? Some preachers got in an argument with me on the radio one day after Charleston. They said, mm -hmm. we need to have guns in church. And my re media reaction was, uh, I don't know if we want to do that. But what, I'm just curious, what's your, because uh, we've had deacons of defense in history. Yeah. What yeah, are your, I'm, your, I'm, Robert Turner's, what are Robert Turner's thoughts about caring in an open carry state with people open caring while you trying to have a peaceful demonstration? Yeah, yeah I, I'm not opposed to it. I have not, you know, bought a personal weapon. Um, but I, I, um, I'm not opposed to, um, you know, people exercising that Second Amendment right.
and I'm not saying I won't. You're not saying you won't. I understand. Have yeah. you uh, given any thoughts of pressing charges against those who assaulted you last Wednesday? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You're going to do I that? Think that's the plan. I'm looking at all my options now. Still trying to identify some of the names of the people. Okay. Um, of course, they kind of do that. Is, is that coming easy? Identifying some of those folks? No, it's not. So if you know anybody who can help, um, I mean, we're trying to find the names of those folks who assaulted me. Um, so, you know, it's not coming easy. So I, I encourage folks to look at the video um, and we're trying to get names now. Folks, so you all want to want to look at, at the video uh, that happened. And let me just say this. If you go uh, and just go on YouTube, the, the title is Anti-Mass Protesters Assault Civil Rights Activists. Reverend Robert R.A. Turner at Tulsa City Hall. So you want to go in, on YouTube and search for that and see it for yourselves and maybe help identify. Probably good I wasn't out there because when them folks were shoving them credit cards, one of them dudes was like he had a black card. Here's your reparations. <laughs> Doc, that's okay. I was taking that card because to me, <laughs> it ain't fraud. It's on the video. You giving me the cards and that's my reparations. <laughs> See, that would been a good test case for court. I'd be like, come on, Dr. Turner, we're gonna get you some, we're gonna get you some stuff. This. Oh, um, boy. Crazy. <laughs> Just stock raving mad crazy. And again, my point too, to fear us and, and touch us at the same time. What about so other states and cities are doing their own reparations installation yes. uh, uh, legislation? We just saw Asheville, North Carolina do that the other week, uh, last week. Mm -hmm. No movement at all in terms of Tulsa on that yet, is what you're telling us. None. But outside of city council what I do. Sir? Does Tulsa have any black city council members? Yes, and she's the only one that's ever publicly come out in support of reparations. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Period. She is, a, she is the only one on the city council. I'm hoping that there may be more, um, but she's the only one as of date, as of today, that's come out in support of reparations. You're, but you're pressing them. Are you getting any movement at all? Yes, yeah, since what happened Wednesday occurred, uh, Reverend, it has been um, a pleasant surprise to see the outpouring of support from folk here in Tulsa. Um, I just hope that translates into, you know, some political action. Yeah, I hope so too. Brother, you be careful, first yes, of sir. all, because we need you. Uh, <laughs> and that was not those of you haven't seen it, it's not a very comfortable video to watch, so we encourage you to watch that. Um, um, Reverend Turner is also the newest member of our National African American Reparations Commission, and that is important as well. We're marching on, folks. We're going to continue uh, to do this, and we're going to do it in the name of our newly, dearly departed and beloved ancestor, uh, the Reverend Dr. C.T. Vivian, um, who, um, in another situation, that obviously became more bloody. Very similar to Robert Turner's. In Selma, 1965, C.T. Vivian was brutalized by Sheriff Jim Clark on the steps of the Dallas County Courthouse in Selma. He had to have 11 stitches in his mouth. And he shed blood for all of us that day so we could have the right to vote. And just a couple of weeks later, or five days later, Malcolm X was killed um, after coming to Selma a week before. Mm. Hint, hint. Yeah. And sitting with Coretta Scott King. Yeah. And the two of them pledging with Dr. King to come together in Selma. Malcolm was killed 
two weeks later. Y'all, again, you figure that out on the way home. C.T. Vivian, February 16th. Malcolm X, February 21st. Bloody Sunday, March 7th. But mm. it was a bloody afternoon, February 16th, for C.T. Vivian. And he was beaten. In, in a modern-day context, Robert Turner, the video of Robert Turner, folks, is reminiscent of that. We can't have folk putting their hands on us. Mm. And it's an interesting thing, you know, it's because we preachers and nonviolent Jesus, we're supposed to, uh, you know, hasten to the crucifixion. Oh, put your hands on me. I'm not going to do nothing. When scripture even says what Jesus said to his own father, he said, Lord, I don't know. <laughs> I need to take this cup from me. Right? right. Am I right? Right. They could have left right. that out the Bible. We wouldn't have known the difference. But somebody That's saw right. lead that in to say right. that brother was like, mm, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're right. If you had reacted to them folks touching you, oh, you we know what would have happened, you know. And and so we're not supposed to be that way. But, you know, folks, we, we've got to do something about it. We cannot allow people to put their hands on us under the justification that they know we have to be nonviolent. We can still be nonviolent, but y'all who put your hands on us are still wrong and mm-hmm. need to be dealt with one way or another, legally or, or, or somehow. So, um, brother, we want you to be careful, okay? Thank you. And we'll Thank see you out there again on Wednesday. Maybe I can come out there and join you one of these Wednesdays. I need to. Um, That'll be cool. And I hope you'll be, you'll be safe and have some protection. And thank you for continuing to hold up the banner for reparations, something the church must do. Yes. And and getting them folk in, in Tulsa and in the state of Oklahoma. If we can't get it now, Rem Turner, in this moment of so-called reckoning, mm-hmm. when can we get And you mentioned our man, uh, Shucky Ducky, running <laughs> around out there with no mask on. That's nothing, man. Them folk touching you, they could have given you COVID. Exactly. That's a whole other thing. I'm sure they exactly. had it going through your mind. Are they going to lynch me? Are they going to give me COVID? I mean, either way. That's right. That's right. And if you watch some of the live streams of, of the event, you will see people writing cough on them. Like the most vilest. Yeah, people were saying cough on them. Cough on them. Like just sickening, man. Just sickening. That group, when if you go to and look at some of the members who were posting on that, it was sickening. What, 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 I have to ask you this, though. What were your thoughts when Trump came and the turnout was a lot lower did, did you get a heads up on that being there? Did you get a sense with nobody coming out there? Yeah, I did. I did. We 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 were expecting that um, because for what people don't know is Tulsa is one of the most progressive cities in Oklahoma. As sad as that sounds, considering what happened to me on Wednesday, but right. it is one of the most progressive cities in Oklahoma. And so we knew that there was not as huge an appetite for him as as his PR team tried to make it appear. One of the funniest, well, obviously it was hilarious the night of it and what was going on on Twitter and all the K-poppers wearing him out, right? I loved it. But what was funny, somebody had a video. He Air Force One did a flyover mm-hmm. so he could, they could fly over the crowd and wasn't nobody out there. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, now what you supposed to do in situations like that, Reverend Turner? You look out the window and don't see nobody. You're supposed to say, okay, go on to the next city. Let's not even... <laughs> <laughs> He's so dumb. He didn't get the hint. <laughs> Man, no, he, did. <laughs> he did. He did. Nobody was on the streets. So, so that's that's a good thing. Reverend Turner, we thank you, brother. 
Um, and um, we wanted people to know what happened to you. Everyone should know this again. See the video, folks. Anti-mass protesters, assault civil rights activists, Reverend Dr. Robert R.A. Turner at Tulsa City Hall. We'll link it, too, on, on this broadcast. Um, thank you, brother. Let's be together, man. Yes, sir. And thank you so much for having me on your show. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Dr. Turner. Reverend Robert Turner, everybody. God, you are our refuge. Send our ancestors to guard our doors. Cast out this virus from our communities and our bodies. Heal, bless, and protect everyone listening and their loved ones. Thank you for listening to Make It Plain and Get Woke. Remember to listen, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If all minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.